Well, jump in. Let's get on the road. Oh, you ready to get to it? Ready to go. Got things to do, people to see today. Let's go. It's time for another episode of Who's Driving? Welcome to Who's Driving. I'm Wesley Turner. And I'm Stephen Merck. We're two best friends and entrepreneurs. Who's Driving is an entertaining look into the behind the scenes of our lives, friendship, and businesses. These are the stories we share and topics we discuss as two best friends would on a long road trip. Along the way, we'll check in with friends and offer a wide range of informative topics centered around running small businesses, social media, and all things home and garden. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. You never know who's driving or where we're headed. All we know is it's always a fun ride. And on this week's episode, we have a hitchhiker joining us, a a good old ride along. Mm -hmm. One of our favorite friends and Instagram creator, influencer, Carla Bushy is going to be joining us. Small business owner. She's a little bit of everything. Mom, Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to her because she's kind of from... Uh, a social media standpoint like me mm-hmm. um, where she does influencing mm-hmm. but she's also in has a business mm-hmm. so she's selling her own products plus doing influencing mm-hmm. you know has brick and mortar right and so yeah. it's kind of the whole package uh-huh. there of that as far as relatability um not to discount anyone else it's just like we talked about in a previous episode sometimes you're just an influencer or you're mm-hmm. just promoting your you know your own business, so I'm looking forward to. And talking Carla's to her. just amazing. Oh, she, I mean, she just she does it all. Yeah, and she does it all very well. Yeah, and though she's grown her account a lot in yeah. the last year, so I want to talk to her about that. Yeah. She's and just an impressive that person. Girl, she she be posting like every day. I'm like, how every does she come up? day, and how does she come up with these damn recipes? I know all the time. All everything's <laughs> different. I I look so, at. I mean, I. Quit messaging, messaging her because every day I see something. I'm like, oh, I like that. Well, Love you got to message her because that's engaging. I know, I do. I love, I like it. And it's come, you know. Yeah. But I, you know, it kind of pisses me off because they're in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I wish they were here because I'd be like, hey, could you drop that off? Could you drop that off yeah. by my house? I know. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm gonna swing by and get that off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Before we pick up Carla, though, I have a little, I, I have something I feel like we need to discuss. What? You know what I am so tired of? What? And I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe you notice it too. But when are we going to stop, we collectively as a universe, I feel like, blaming like everything on COVID? Do you know what I'm talking Like, I feel like we went through COVID, which was a thing, not mm-hmm. discounting that. Mm-hmm. But then everyone now takes responsibility for nothing, and it's all COVID's fault. Like and, or, it's like I agree. Oh, we can't get to that because it's COVID. Oh, we're shorthanded because it's COVID. Well, oh, I our agree. service sucks because it's COVID. Like, are we ever like? I agree, but I think it's I think it has gone a step further than that, and it's it's worse because now they're is this weird acceptance of laziness. It's just the way it is. Yeah, that's how I feel. I We're feel out. Of, like, that's out of stock. And it's not like there's a rush on it. You don't even get the excuse now due to COVID. Yeah. It's just like, it, eh, yeah, it's out. We don't know. It's like we went through that whole period with the COVID and it did cause mm-hmm. major interruptions mm-hmm. Um, and is if anyone should know, we do as mm-hmm. business owners when we couldn't even get 
product mm-hmm. in. It was like hunting for, like, mm-hmm. can you send me anything? What do you got in your warehouse? Send, let me see. But stick. now it's like it's no big deal when it's not available. Yeah, it's, but like everything. Everything, is building like, stuff. Like, because I'm going through. Laxadays, uh, is that the word? Laxadaisical. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going through a remodel with clients yeah. d- designing their home. And um, I, I just feel like, you know, I don't want to call anybody out. They're here, you know, it's here in Greenville. So yeah. I don't want to say anything. But I mean, it can be whatever, what, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. it, again, I don't want to call anybody out. So I don't want to say, say what it, but it's like, yeah, that's not in stock. It, we, we're not going, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was broken. That's not going to be in until May. Yeah. It's like there's no um, accountability, no rush, ownership, no. Yeah. No one, I feel like no one gets in a rush. It's like going to McDonald's to, you know, I, you can go to McDonald's down there and now there's one window open. Yeah. Instead of two or one of the lanes is blocked off and they don't have help. And I, I get it. I know, but I get there's not enough staffing, but all that started with COVID and it's just gotten more. Where the hell are the people? Yeah. <laughs> like, where, where do they work? How yeah. do they get money? Yeah. I need to know. Yeah. I need to sign up for whatever they're doing. But it's like there's no it's the world is just different now. Yeah. I'm you ready know? for it to get back to being like a sense of urgency in anything. I feel like we moved to the Bahamas. Have you ever visited the Bahamas? I've never been to the Bahamas. Well, let me tell you, they don't get in a hurry for anything, don't give a shit about anything, and it's just Yaman. Yeah, I mean, literally. Yeah. And that I feel like that's where we are now. But like, even there's no <laughs> even like, there's not like you can't get like a car. Yeah. Like it, you know, it, and it I bought a matter. car in November and you know, I went in literally to get my car serviced and I walked I walked into the showroom and the car that I re- that I bought right. was in the showroom and I didn't know this. You know, it was just there. Yeah. I didn't know it was the only one yeah. at the dealership. That it had just gotten in yeah. that day. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just like, I like that car. I want to buy that car. Yeah. And I get there, you know, I leave and I call and we make the deal over the phone and I get there to pick my car up. And there's two other people wanting my car. <laughs> and I didn't know this. Oh, and selfish. It, they were Only very. child over here. They were angry. Oh, were they? Yes. And I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I just was like. God, these people keep lurking and they're looking at me. I guess they were like waiting, on waiting if he if I were going to pay for the car or not, yeah. and they were going to get it. I don't know, but I'm like, why in the hell <laughs> is there only one? Yeah, like what happened to the day you went to the car lot and you had twelve to choose from? But what happened to all the cars? How do they stay in business with just one car at a time? I don't know. I don't know where they are. And who, how many salespeople are there still? Like, you get the next car. <laughs> like, I mean, did... it's just, it, it, I feel like it's everything. You know, a friend it's... of mine, a friend of mine wanted a Rolex watch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a special, uh, special thing. We go to the Rolex store in Charlotte and, um, there's this beautiful Rolex Explorer that he wants right yeah. there, right there in the glass box. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can try it on. And I was like, oh, it's beautiful. Yes, you should get it. Sorry, it's not for sale. What? We had, and we were like, 
it's not. No, that's just for you to see. Uh, we don't have them. And we were like, well, can you get on like a waiting list? You have to go to your hometown and get on a waiting list there. Why? Hell, if I don't know. But why have? Why was the watch just for you to see? I don't know. They have exhibit only. So how did you get the watch? Well, we came back to Greenville mm-hmm. and went to the jeweler here in Greenville. That it's a Rolex dealer. Mm-hmm. Got on a waiting list. Yeah, they located a watch and got it. And I don't know. Like it's just weird. But like he could have gotten a used mm-hmm. Rolex Explorer, and it would have been like three thousand dollars more than a new one. than a new one. I don't know, but it's like watches, cars. I feel like, you know, everything you go to get, like car parts, everything, like, are we ever going to get back I know, to where we used to be? That's exactly what I was wondering. How how do you feel about this as a listener? Do you run into this problem too? Or are we just in a bubble where we have this problem? Yeah. Do you have this problem where you feel like it's all just, eh? Because like a refrigerator, you we, might wait. Three months on a certain refrigerator. Yeah. So let us know on our hotline. It's 864-982-5029. And it's also below in the show notes. But And if it's not that way where you live, let me know where, because we may relocate. (laughs) (laughs) But I just feel like everyone's attitude is just, eh. It's just changed. Well, it's kind of like Hawaii, not to pick on anybody, but, you know, Hawaii is very laid back. Mm -hmm. And that's why you like to go there on vacation. Right. And I feel like the entire mainland of the United States has just got laid back. Yeah. Which, to an extent, for certain things, is good. But there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance of, you know. It used to not be acceptable. Right. It wasn't acceptable before COVID, and now it's acceptable. Yeah. It's just just kind of It's just weird. I don't know. It is. I I mean, maybe it's just going to stay this way. I don't know. I mean, it, maybe it is just a little shift and we'll get used to it. But yeah. it, it's kind of one of those things that's just, you know, I'm more, it's kind of so surprising to me because everything has been like, a, I want easy access. And now, like, I don't really ever go to Walmart or anything, but, you know, like they mm-hmm. used to be open 24 hours. They're not open. 20, uh-uh. It's like, not now. It's like things used to be convenient and now it's gone the other way. Just, it's like, yeah, it's not. It, it, even restaurants. Yeah. I mean, oh, McDonald's yeah. were open 24 hours. A lot of McDonald's. Yeah. Or 11 o'clock. Now they close at 9 o'clock. Uh-huh. Like, it's Mm-mm. like, what? And when you really notice, when I notice it even more is when I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, Dylan and I were in New Orleans for New Year's. Yeah. And everything closed at like 9, 10 o'clock. And you're like, what? And I'm like. And I've been there before, and I'm like, what in the hell? And you yeah. know me, yeah. I say, what in the hell? <laughs> right. And they, and you know, they said, well, since COVID, everything's changed. I'm like, that was four years ago. Right. It is crazy. It is also crazy that that's been like four years it ago. It is. But it's like, it's every, they were like, the city that, you know, the people at the hotel told me the city just changed changed after covid and you know they can't get the employees yeah and they're just is not open all night like it used to be yeah it's just crazy i feel like things were convenient and like we lived in a world where it's like oh i can get this access to pretty much anything like Mm -hmm. right now no matter Mm -hmm. what time even even us living like 
in more of a rural mm -hmm. area than, say, New York City mm -hmm. or something. You could still, like I said, get access. And now it's like the, it swung the exact opposite. Yeah, it's like it. it's just weird it, to it me. It is a weird thing. And I mean, even like... And I'm talking like in New Orleans, even like the Shake Shack closes early and like yeah. restaurants that restaurants, should be late night. Yeah. Thing. They closed. And next I next thing like, you know, the bars are gonna be closing at ten o'clock. Well, it was next <laughs> to it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing I'm not a wild partier. I know. It's crazy. All right, let's uh, pick up Carla. You want to pick up? Yes, I'm. I'm excited to talk to her. You get her in the car. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh, we picked her up. We have Carla Bushy in the car with us, hailing from New Jersey. New Jersey. Hey, girl. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> How's it going? Very good. Very good. What is the weather like today up there in New Jersey? It's beautiful today. It's like 50 degrees, sunny. Hell, it's better there than it is here. No, it's cloudy. Here. I know. But it's probably about 50 no, here. Oh, it's yeah. been great this week. I can't complain. Oh, good. So if you don't yes. follow Carla, we'll go ahead and give you a little shout out because you need to follow Carla mm -hmm. at Carla.Bushy, B-U-S-H-E-Y, right? Um, yes. On Instagram. So Carla has become a good friend of ours. I would mm -hmm. say I don't we I don't know how we let her up in up in our little circle, but she got up in here stalking us. That's what it was. She stalked us at market, and then it was awkward. And then we just said, you know, let's just let her in the circle. <laughs> I actually have to say that it was the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, we absolutely love you. But if you don't follow Carla, then definitely give her a follow. And you may, if you've been following her for a while or talked to or been heard us talk about or have listened to our podcast, we interviewed your husband, Rich, back at the, I don't know, last year sometime. Yeah. But y'all also have Oak Hill Farm. So other than being a Instagram influencer, big time gal, y'all also have your farm and your farm store. Yes. Yes, and I do have to say that my feelings were a little hurt that my husband was one of the first people on your podcast and not me. What? Right, honey. Well, we like we love we we love Rich a little bit more than we love you. No, it just it just had to be that way. Yeah, she's very lovable. I get it. So, one thing that I had never thought about or to ask you. How is your farm and farm store close to your house, or is that two different places? Two different places. Yes, two different places, but I live five minutes from the farm. Okay, so your farm's just like you five didn't minutes. know that. I didn't know. I I, didn't. I thought it was the same, but uh, Carla told me like this past year. It's yeah, two or maybe Rich did. Two it different was properties. Two, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is that better for you being oh, a little yeah. separated? It has to be. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I think I wouldn't be able to disconnect if I actually live on the property. Right. So it allows me to, okay, this is it. Like the day is over and now I have to do family things. Right. Not even family things because I come home to film or do things for like sometimes it's still the farm or all the work that we don't like to do, but, you know, bills, payroll, all that kind of stuff at right. my home office, but at least it's not on the property. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And I get every our listeners can probably pick up because you have this sexy, sexy accent. Um, accent that you are you're not originally from New Jersey. You are Peruvian. That's right. <laughs> so, and when did you come to the United States? Um, I was 19 when I came here, and I'm 42 now. So I've been living here for longer than I've been living in Peru. Oh, you're only 42. <laughs> <You're so Yes. laughs> I, I thought you will say I thought you will say something like girl I thought you were 32 <laughs> <laughs> so you've only been here for 10 years right no that's, <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so how did you get on Instagram like how did you originally start on Instagram because you started when did you start on Instagram and what made you start I don't even remember when I started. Oh, no, I remember because I was on maternity leave with Alexandria. So um, I just had the baby. Mm-hmm. Alexandria is going to be eight this August. Mm-hmm. So I've been on Instagram for seven years. Um, oh, so we started, I, you and I started about the same time then. So that was back before influencers were really a thing. When yes, we, when we first yes. Started. Yeah. It was like all about community. And I started as a home decor account. And it was just something like I need a little outlet besides taking care of a baby because I'm very active and I have a lot of energy, as you guys know. Right. Um, so I was I just had the baby. I had all this time. I was off from work and I was doing a lot of things in my house, redecorating. I was shopping a lot. So my husband was like, OK, so you have to do something besides shopping. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, like we want to go broke yeah. with you at home. So um, so I opened, I never heard from Instagram and I don't know how something popped. And I said, oh, you know, I found an Instagram account. I opened an account not thinking of anything just to follow. And then I said, well, I can do this too. Like I like to decorate my house and I see how they're doing it. So I opened an account not thinking anything of it and I started posting pictures of my living room and my dining room and little ideas and all of a sudden I started growing. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, this is fun and you find a lot of friends and you find a lot of like people in the same community. At the time it was home decor, like I said. So it was like really nice to be able to talk to someone that like the same things because sometimes you have friends, but they don't get it. They don't get like social media or they don't get what you like or why you are on social media. So finding people that it was super fun. And after when I started growing is when we started thinking about, Oh, let's do something bigger and better out of this, you know, like why do I have followers and, you know, like, and people that really like what we do, if we're not going to do something out of it. So that's how we started our business too. Yeah. So that's how you started the farm, your farm store? Um, Well, we started the farm on a different, for different circumstances. First, like Rich and I, we were together and we bought the house and we started farming in the back just for us. Mm -hmm. And when we started sharing with like friends and family, the products that we were getting, like Rich doing the beekeeping as a hobby. And I was doing 
candles and like things from like the the goats, the milk and from the beeswax and things like that. I started making products. Mm -hmm. And when I share it, people said like, you have a really good product. I mean, you should like, a lot of people can benefit from it. So you should share it with others. And that's when we started like selling it. And I will do Instagram lives Mm -hmm. when live just came on on Instagram and whatever I will put, I will sell. Right. And I said, okay, so I see the need and people really like it. So let's take it to the next level. Then we started going to markets locally, like those farm markets and, you know, things like that. And then people started buying everything we brought. So we got little by little in a conservative way to the next level and the next level. So from an Etsy shop to our own website to like online sales on a bigger scale and then to the farm. Yeah. Which is so cool because that is, it's so cool to hear how, again, businesses get started and that sort of thing. And the two key points that you've already talked about is one, if you, if someone wants to start on Instagram and maybe their long term goal is to become like an influencer or something. And I've said this before, but like how you said, you get on there and first develop why you're there. Like if you're a home decor account or what you're, you want your account to be. And then you make all these friends and it does become a community. And then out of that, you can review like, well, where do I want to take this? What, what can I do? Exactly. These people who connected, but then also on a small business level, like how you started at your house and then you just make those little baby steps. Then you start, like you said, going to farmer's markets and then you take it online. And then next thing you know, you have a big store. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have a such a exactly. beautiful store. Yeah, it's your, gorgeous. Your barn store is just gorgeous. It Thank really- you. And I have to give credit to Rich for that because he really, um, I have the vision once the place is kind of like built or when, like when we have to change the decor seasonally, I kind of like have to see the store put together for me to say, oh, this is going to go here. This is going to go there. And I start my decoration and my vision. But he's the one, like, that's why we team up so great. He's the one who can get, like, from zero to, like, building whatever. Oh, and yeah. after we, that, we know I'll who, take over. Yeah, we know who the backbone of the business is. <laughs> 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 no, like, it always, it always happens like that. I have to tell you, when he was building the barn, it's a 2,800-square-feet um, barn. And when he just had the marks of how big it's going to be, I kept saying, this is smaller than our living room. This is never going to work out. <laughs> he's like, just trust me. Trust me. It's going to be fine. It's going to be tall. It's going to be like, everything's going to be great. And we got like fights over like, this is too small. And when everything was built, it was just perfect. But yeah. I don't have that vision what he does. And sometimes he just like, you know, lets me do my thing on the second part and he just trusts the process. So, you know, it's just like our business. Both, both of us have our roles and our parts and our strengths and our differences and it, it just works. Like you're saying, like one can picture one thing, one can picture the other Mm -hmm. part of it. And we have to also trust the process in each other Mm -hmm. that, okay, he knows what he's talking about. We're just, we're going to trust this. And then it, you guys make a great team. Yeah, really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like you guys, and it's it's great to know other people that they actually rely on their partner, on their business partner, because it is so important. You cannot do it all. So once you have that other person that you can count on, it's just like amazing. Yeah, it really is. 
And but now in in the past year, your Instagram has phased from really more about Oak Hill Farms. Yeah, because they have it has yeah. its own Instagram. Yeah, but you were you kind of phased it, and now you have Carla Bushy, Carla dot Bushy. She leveled up. In yes. Purpose. First of all, we need to congratulate her because she just recently hit just a. You're, I mean, now you're over four hundred thousand followers. Damn. Yes. You go, yes. girl. Mm-hmm. She well, has put in the work. That was a huge growth. You, it was a huge, huge growth last year. You work so hard. And I always say this to Wesley. So I want to ask you, and I did not ask you when we talked offline because I wanted to save it. I want it to, to be real. How in the hell do you come up with all those different recipes and different things you do? Like, how do you come up with all those? So I think it's a combination. Number one, um, and what Wesley was saying before, you just get started and you start like, like you said, like baby steps. And when I started as a home decor account, it was a way to just let my creativity go. But then you go back to really like your real niche, right? And for me, I went to culinary school. So for me, recipes always are something that I cook every day. I can whip anything like at any time. And that's what comes so easy and so simple to me. Like for some other people, yeah, it's very natural. It's something that I don't have to put a lot of effort into it. And that's what we've talked about. You make it look easy. Yeah. And we talked about that in previous episode is being genuine to yourself. And so that when you make those recipes comes very genuine and easy. And then it doesn't, it's not, I mean, it's all work, but it's not as hard as work. And that's why for me, like decorating Mm -hmm. is not, it's genuine because it's Mm -hmm. what we deal with every day. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's why I like being at the plant, the garden store, because I'm going there when we're finished here today. And that is a very comfortable place for me. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited today to even put that in my stories because that's just second nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And when it comes natural to you and you stay true to who you are, it just works. So I think that's what I saw a lot of growth last year just doing the recipes. And for me, it's also so important that I share something that people can do that is relatable to others. And I have so many husbands that come to the farm and they said, I just wanted to thank you because now my wife cooks and she never <laughs> did before. That's a huge compliment that to me nice. because you know, it is a huge compliment. And I'm like, okay, now is your time to let her go and spend all her money because yeah. she's cooking for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, but, but it's, it's like really what I want to accomplish. I want to, I, I, I grew up in a house where family was everything and we value that so much. And you guys know us personally. And I think people on Instagram see it like the love that Rich and I have for our family, for our children, for what we do together is like the number one thing. So food brings people together. Right. And for me to share like something that you're going to spend a little bit of time cooking, but that time with your family, engaging with them, listening to your children or to others that gathering together, that is so important. So I put a lot of focus on that, like easy recipes that will bring people together. And that's just like my purpose. Right. It, it's yeah. so awesome. So 
like I mentioned, you had a a, a real glow up last year, a blow mm-hmm. up glow up on social media. What do you think was the um, secret sauce in that? What do you think it like if someone out there is trying to get into it or you know, what advice do you have and what do you think kind of made that happen? Was it you posted every day? Because I think you post, it seems like you post every day and I'm always blown away. Like, oh, a new uh, idea. She does. Yeah. Do you ever yes, miss a day? I, What's your advice? So I think what I did different last year than others was consistency. I was very consistent. Mm-hmm. And It took me a while because I was always so focused on my business and growing my own brand. And and what I did, I think I took the right steps and that was my main focus and I did it. But once you have that business like that is running, you can rely on people. My team is amazing. So I just let go of that because I do have to say I'm very controlling. So I let go a little bit of that because I knew I had aces in places, Mm -hmm. I was able to focus on Instagram a lot more. And I was consistent for the very first time where I knew my audience was expecting Carla to show up every day at 8 p.m., Sundays at 6 p.m. And that's what got me more of a loyal following Mm -hmm. and a lot of growth because it was every single day. I do have to say I post every day. Uh, Fridays, I am not much on Instagram uh, ever, but like Monday to Thursday and then Saturday and Sunday. And every single day last year, I posted religiously. Even if I was going away because we travel quite a bit, I make sure I have my content set up and ready to go even while I was away. Because that's my job. Like I'm going away, but I still have a job to, I'm not present like at home or what I have to post, but I can do it remotely. Uh, I was very mindful of that and that that consistency, like through batching, like I can cook recipes and I did that for, you know, three recipes or four recipes in one day to be able to batch it and have it ready for when I was away. But um, yeah, consistency was key for me. And you don't sleep a lot. (laughs) She does. I do not sleep a lot. I don't. I don't. I say I'm an early riser and I'm a night owl too, (laughs) which it works for me. But it doesn't work for many people, but it could be simple things. Like if they're in home decor, they can do a little decoration or they can share like a product that they found or, you know, like simple things. Uh, I don't think it has to be very complicated. I just think it has to be on a regular basis. Consistent. I need to be a little more consistent. The key for me that I feel like, and I want to ask you, is being, like you said, batching things. It's more, I guess we would say, being prepared. How far in advance, like right now, how many videos do you have recorded for like your reels for recipes? Like how far in advance are you working? So I try to work a week ahead. Okay. If I'm going away, I try to have a week and a half uh, possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now, for example, I have all my work done for this weekend up to Monday. Okay. And I am going to film tomorrow to have it ready until next Friday. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. And that's what I need to do more on with like stylings and that sort of thing. Uh, And I'll get on it for a minute and I'll, I'll batch a few and then I'll be good to go. And then, you know, next thing I know, 
works in the way and I'm like chasing my tail. But or you slept all day. No, yeah. I never <laughs> That's a lie. That is a lie. Um, no, you call me and get me off track that I got to go do uh, something else. And I was like, uh, I was planning on just decorating and filming. But okay, so you film. So basically you have, you know, try to have like a week's worth. But do you keep a notebook of ideas? Like, do you have recipes or ideas planned out beyond that? Or do you just kind of jot yes. one down as they come along? How does that process work? So what I do is right now, I use my notes on my phone a lot. Okay. I think I have 554 notes right now yeah. from everything, from the farm, from like like house, from passwords, from everything. Yeah. But my content, I have like three big notes. One is the content schedule, mm -hmm. which right now I have three weeks worth of content. Okay. Like okay. from, like I have until end of February of all the ideas that I feel like I'm going to have like day by day, except Fridays, yeah. day by day of what I want to be sharing. Yeah. And this year I said, I want to have a little bit more home decor. So easy decorating ideas or like easy crafts. Like I, I shared one of those yesterday. Yes, you did so the terracotta am, vase. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So I'm trying to get easy things like that, that actually worked for me very well last month. We like, even if it's like I shared, I think, uh, um, Valentine's, basket but it was a different idea for children because i have kids and i know many moms can relate to that too so little things like that at least one or two per week so i have my content of what i would like to share if everything works out and all the stars align until end of february yeah but then i have the other note when i have ideas past that i mean i have all easter things that sometimes I see on TV or I see on Pinterest or I was browsing something or Rich sends my way and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. One thing I do is like, I never do it as I see it. I always put my own twist. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just like resharing something that somebody else did. I always try to put my own twist on things. Um, what works for me is that when I see a recipe finished, if I see a picture, I don't have to go and look at the ingredients. Yeah. I know from my background what I have to be putting in. So it's actually my recipe because I choose to do it my own way right. just from seeing the picture. So that works to my advantage. But um, I have those notes. And the other note is the actual note of my grocery shopping, my supplies list that Rich or my Gianna now because of is in college, but Gianna is a senior, so she drives. So she tries to help me out and be like, okay, mom, what do I need to get for you today? Okay. So I have, I have those three main lists. Yeah. I have another question. Do you and your family actually eat all of the things that you prepare? <laughs> like, seriously? we do. Like, no, yes, that's like a very a uh, uh, question that I get all the time. What do you do with all the food? Well, up to before, my mom still lived with us, and we were a family of six. So it's a lot of people that eat. If I'm making a taco board, everybody's eating that for dinner. If I'm making a breakfast board and I'm eating at night, everybody's going to have that for dinner. That's just how it works for us. A lot of things I save and I have for lunch or I have leftovers. And I do send a lot of the food. Um, the treats that I make to the farm for people to just have. Yeah. And I also idea. have, 
Yes. And I also have a girl that works with me every single day and she has two hungry boys that are like older. So she takes a lot of my stuff too. So we always, we never throw food out and we always eat it or a lot of things like, for example, for Christmas time, there is a lot of like sweets and things like that. I reuse on many of my boards. Yeah. So I make sure that when I'm recording, even if I'm going to split that content in three weeks, I am using the same things on one board or three recipes. And then, you know, I'll just give it up. But, right. um, but I try to be mindful of that. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I just wondered, and, and because you're very health conscious and very fit too, so I was like, "What do you do with the, all the food?" I I do indulge a lot, but I do run yeah. a lot too. So I run between five and eight miles a day. So you're offsetting your eating. Too. And how many hours yes. do you sleep a day? Four. Yeah, four, five, maybe. Yeah. That's crazy. Not a lot. I need I need a little more sleep. I'm a night owl, but I need a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Which for health purposes, you're supposed to sleep eight hours a night. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I've been doing better in the new year. I've been trying to make myself go to bed earlier and getting up early. Yeah. That usually you try to do that the first but of every I, year. I get it there for like the first quarter <laughs> until some busy holiday season and comes along. Then it's all gone. And then it's all gone. Because it is See, hard. like right yeah. now. There's a little bit more steady i wouldn't say downtime but it's a little bit more steady versus holiday it's season. normal yeah. normal oh it's totally it's normal this time of year you know so how it is when you're when you work all night routine yeah then your whole it just gets all out of whack yeah it's hard to get it back on track too. well i've i've hit that age i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you about 50 is that age <laughs> where those all-nighters really take its toll yeah. Like it's hard. Yeah. Like I used to be able to just pop up after a day and a half and yeah. I'm back. No, mm -hmm. all nighters are really not good for me to do anymore because yeah. it throws me off so bad. I just get in that. What happens is when we get really busy, I get in the habit of staying up later and later because I can get so much more done because mm -hmm. no one's bothering me. It's not, you know, it's just totally different. Um, And then that's where my schedule gets off. But I'm trying to. Get it back under control. I agree. That that's why I go to bed like late too, because everybody sleeps and I get some work done and then I get get up earlier before anybody wakes up. So I can also have peace and quiet and get all the work done. Yeah. You know? So I'm I will say I will never get up early enough to be up before everyone. So mm -hmm. even though it here's the problem though, that that my internal problem is. I'll get up earlier, like, oh, I'm getting up earlier or whatever. And then I get nothing done because people are calling and texting and this and that and that. And so then I'm like, well, I got up early for no, I didn't accomplish <laughs> any more than if I would have just stayed up late and got it all done. But I will tell you this, because you're eight years younger than I am. Mm -hmm. I used to be able to sleep so much. Yeah. I mean, 10 hours for sure mm -hmm. when I was younger. Wow. But the older you get, the sleep it, it doesn't come as easy. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No. I don't know what that is. My mom says that I was really annoying as a child and as a never. baby because I never slept. That's crazy. like I always I always slept very little. Yeah. And I always had this amount of energy that she just couldn't keep up with. <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny. You, so, you are yeah. all of energy. So back to uh, influencing an Instagram, how much time, because you're, you're batch filming things, but I've talked about in a previous episode um, how it's not just what you see, like the real. And people don't understand like that real, that 30 second real can turn into hours worth of work by the time you go get the product, you set it up, you film it, you edit it, you do a voiceover or you add a caption. How much work really goes into just those videos? Plus, you're doing things in stories, which are totally different. You're doing daily content um, as well in stories about how much how much time are you spending would you say working on instagram a week uh all right so like between editing posting and then when you post you cannot just post and ghost right, right? you have to post and engage right so that is a good solid hour of posting and engaging from like eight to nine, nine thirty. Mm-hmm. And I start that at six thirty. So I have a, a three solid hours at night that I am on Instagram, uh, or or like editing and posting. So that's three solid hours. Plus in the morning, I wanna say a good solid hour. Like I wanna say about six hours a day that I spend on Instagram. And I think I should spend more because I just pop in here and there, but I don't give as much as I should like with other accounts and engaging as other people who can see more back do. I hear people saying like they spend eight hours, 12 hours of the day. I don't, but I want to say spend about five to six hours. And that's just on Instagram, but that doesn't include the like planning and getting the products and all of that. No. Which is what I was saying in a previous episode is people, I feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes influencers get a bad rap or some people think it's a negative thing and, or like, oh, they're just playing. It's not a real job. Um, But people don't understand how much it's a real job. Like how much time goes into it and there's real job money there too yes (laughs) Uh, and it is actually it is actually a very real job and people put a lot of hours for it so i really hope that um people start seeing it that way because just like you go to work uh nine to five or you work for yourself and you have to be very disciplined Right. right. I think that takes a lot, like very disciplined to get up on time, to do your work or to go to bed really late, put in your hours. But you do it for yourself when you work on your own or if you go punch in, clock in or clock out, whatever the job is. People who are influencers, they also put a lot of time behind the scenes Right. between getting products, like sharing the product, cutting it, editing, filming and doing everything else and putting the time on social media to also show kindness to other accounts. Right. That's a long day. It, it really is. It really is. Yes. What yeah. advice would you have if someone is wanting to start, maybe they already have um, a side, you know, like a hobby and they're like, well, I want to get on social media so I can promote my product. Or maybe they just want to, you know, eventually be an influencer. What Do you have any advice um, you would give to someone starting out on say, social media? Yes, I always feel like 
I like to see people who are authentic. Right. So a lot of people don't put themselves out there because they're afraid because they, I, I get a lot of people saying like, Oh my gosh, I am following you. And I do have an accent too. And I always was afraid to put my face out there. But, uh, now that I follow you, I feel like I can do it too. Right. So that comes back to authenticity. It doesn't matter if you have an accent. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how you look today. Like just put yourself out there because somebody is going to relate to your story and it doesn't matter if it's one or 10 or a thousand or 10,000. Like if it's one, you're still influencing somebody else to be able to do it. Right. And right. that's how you start, get started. Um, and I actually learned that from you guys. Like it is like one is better than none. Right. So that's a start. Like, don't be afraid. And the growth comes with time. So patience is another thing. They have to be patient. They're not going to see growth overnight. I didn't see growth overnight. Last year, after the consistency that I put into the work that I do, is when I started seeing a big growth. But, um, But just stay true to who you are. That's my number one. Don't try to, because it works for somebody else, don't think it's going to work for you. Right. If that's not what you do, people are going to notice it. Mm, So do what you, uh, stick to the things that you know are successful to you, that you enjoy. Let's stick to your niche, right? Right. right. And um, be consistent and don't give up. That's number one. How many times we get posts that just like, don't do well that oh, yeah. are like oh my gosh it's so like embarrassing like should i leave it up yeah. leave it up <laughs> leave it up and let you it know? go but it's always the one that you're like sometimes you're like oh this is gonna be the good one everyone's yes. gonna love this one and you post it and it's womp womp and you're like damn i did all that and it was a womp womp but it, you know it sometimes it's not you it's not the content it's just the time of day it the algorithm algorithm that you know just it didn't work out and that's okay you just have to keep going um and move forward it's that with way that. with everybody you look and look at somebody and you're like you look and it this reel is going viral and you're like why in the world did that go viral yeah sometimes it's the opposite you think this is like sometimes i have you know in last year i too tried to be more consistent with um reels not as consistent as you were but it did pay off for me so from like last march to the end of the year i think i grew like seventy five thousand or more um which yeah, is the amazing. most which is the most I'd ever grown in such a short period but again I think it was being consistent and I need to get back to doing that um but yeah. sometimes in being consistent I would post not that the content wasn't there it was just the one that I thought oh it's it's good there's information there but it's nothing special per se and then that would be the one that would take well, off there's and one, get millions one, of views that, yeah that one reel we did at the home store was I would say one of the weakest reels of the entire year on your Instagram. Where I just did a basket with like yeah. the pumpkins in it. Yeah. I mean, it, that was... It was just super, super simple. Yeah. That, but I'm saying it was a lot weaker compared to the time and energy that went into it compared to others. Yeah. And then, and then it's then one it that crazy. goes viral. Yeah. So you just never know. You, you don't. have to just, like you said, stay consistent and keep moving forward even if it does or yeah. doesn't. 
Exactly. That's very important because people get defeated right away. The other thing. And they start taking it personally. Right. Like, oh, I suck. Oh, I don't do well. Oh, my content is not good enough. No, it's so many other things that get involved with, with these apps is not you. Like so many times, like just like you guys, something so silly, I'm like even embarrassed. Like, should I post this? Like, that's right. really like too simple, like too silly. And right. they go viral. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's what it is. It's like, it's too, like, why am I showing this? Everyone knows this. And then that'd be the one that yeah, maybe it's viral. Maybe, you know, but it's, thinking on the other side of it, maybe it's because it's so simple. So many people they can relate, relate to it. it. Yeah, it's true. Um, So, yeah. So I grew last year uh, being more consistent in that sort of thing as well. And I think that's, you know, what everyone has to keep in mind. But the other thing is, if you're starting out, you have to, it goes back to what you were saying, being authentic and not like emulating or imitating someone else on social media. Like if you try to keep up something that's not your authentic self, it becomes exhausting. Like you can't, it becomes a job and you can't keep up. That's why, like you were saying, it's easy for you to come up with the reels and do that every day because that's authentic and something that's natural to you because you have the culinary background. Mm -hmm. And I felt like in the past, I've seen influencers they pop up and they'll usually start getting a good following, but then they disappear because they can't keep up because they weren't, they didn't start out true to themselves. Mm-hmm. They started out, you could tell, inspired by another influencer. And like, it was fake. Yeah. It wasn't genuine. Yeah. Then that's the ones that I, you know, that I pick up on and I'm like, mm. so that's my, again, my biggest advice is someone starting out be you from day one. Show your natural Absolutely. self. Don't filter yourself, and and you're not for everyone. And embrace who you are. Yeah. If you're if you're Peruvian and you have a beautiful accent, embrace it. If you're from Podunk, South Carolina, like me, I embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's right. Yeah. Because That's some right. people are going to connect with you, and some yeah. people are going to connect with her. Some people are going to connect with me, and the small percent might connect with all three. But but it would be exhausting to try to be somebody else. Yeah, and like, you just have to yes, be miserable. Absolutely, because you want your true followers, right? You want loyalty. So the ones who really connect, they will stick around. Yeah. So that's yeah. what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Well, before we wrap it up, do you have anything exciting happening in 2024? Any anything you want to tell us about? And you may not. I just well, I I feel like I always have things exciting. I always have things like in my brain and projects and things like that. So, um, Rich and I we started with our Airbnb last year. Yes, Um, I'm staying. I'm staying there in two weeks. Dylan and That's I right. I can't for wait for you to see it. That's the only reason we really let you on the podcast is because I was like, you know, I'm staying at their Airbnb. <laughs> that, we really need to let her on. <laughs> that is not That's true. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, everybody knows Steven now. Like, you know. Like, right. <laughs> so, like, I don't take anything like that. So, I know. No. Guys, 
you know, don't listen to Steven. Like, you know, he's joking. Right. <laughs> they put a request for me to be in the podcast since last year, but I just like, I was like, take a ticket and I'll let you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, well, I'll do it one day. So how is your yeah. experience going with the Airbnb? Because we've talked a lot well, about it, you know, before you I did. mean, like any project that you start, like any business, uh, you know, any new venture is always like, it's not like we had one before. We rely uh, on you guys a lot for like all the advice that you guys gave us. Rich and I, we did a lot of research, but we knew the area where we wanted to be. And at the beginning, you know, like any business, if you don't see something like, you know, like your Airbnb fully booked right away, don't get discouraged. You have to have that uh, business mentality with, that when you start a business, it might not take off right away. So you need to have like your money put aside to be able to cover all the costs, right? right? Like, right, like yes. any business. Right. Uh, like when you move to a new house, you know, you have to have like your mortgage kind of like for a few months just in case something happens or money aside on your savings. So same thing with Airbnb. Um, so, but, but we are like fully booked like all this month, March, part of April. So we're seeing the return now. We knew that also when we started, we were going to be like going into holiday season. A lot of people just stay home, receive people. They're not going to be traveling for like the holidays so much. Right. But now we're seeing it and it's been a great experience. It was great to like renovate the home. So this year, probably we're going to be like looking at another place. Um so I think that might be something that we'll be doing this year. Like Rich and I, we have chats about it. And you know what? We've been trying to open a coffee shop for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's in the books for this year. We're hoping to maybe towards like September, October. So we'll see how everything pans out. But mm -hmm. like, we would love to do that. Yeah. yeah. I too want to open a coffee shop mm. one day. You know, you t both of you need to talk to me a long time because the restaurant business but is... But a coffee shop is different than it, your McDonald's restaurant. It is, but not as much as you think it is. Yeah. That's what you don't realize. No, I, I know I know what you mean because I come from that industry mm -hmm. and I never wanted to have a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Rich thought about opening a, a sub shop, like a like a sandwich shop too. And I was like, I want nothing to do with restaurants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I worked that industry for many years. So like, but like we already kind of like have a coffee bar at the farm and we wanted to grow that and maybe make it into something else. No, but I think we it don't can know. work. I think it can work, especially when you're growing it like off of something your existing already. business. Yeah. Um I think where it gets really tricky is when you're bringing in um, pastries and and food oh, yeah. and croissants and sandwiches and other items like that because that's a whole new level, you know, because you've got toasters and you've got equipment. Yeah. And, you know, it's just not the coffee. And, you know, oh. and coffee isn't cheap to... No, you know, not anymore. Are, it's not yeah. cheap. Nothing is cheap anymore. No, the, right. the machines are expensive. It's just, you know, it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to open this. It's going to be, mm. yeah, it's not, you know, and that's what people said when I sold McDonald's. Why did you sell McDonald's? That's just like, you're just bailing money. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
if I was just bailing money, I would still own them. Right. Like, it was a lot of work. But you bailed a little bit. I bailed a little bit. Yeah, I got a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, you know, and, but, you know, I do think, you know, we've talked about opening um, a coffee shop next door to our home store. Right. I think it could work. I just think you have to go in really eyes wide open, especially with what you're putting in with it. Right. Because that's what complicates it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that from yeah. your culinary background. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's really hard. That mm-hmm. food industry is really hard. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm glad yeah. to hear that you're loving the Airbnb um and everything though. you said is true because is. our first one, we were, I was like, oh, my God, Wesley, nobody's booking. Yeah. Nobody's booking. Well, it's like then, anything, like you said, it, you got to treat it like a business. If you're not using it as basically there, we've talked about this in a, we did a whole Airbnb podcast one time, but you can treat Airbnbs two different ways. You can treat it as your vacation home and that you're going to make a little bit of money off of an Airbnb it, or you treat it like a business and we treat our rentals like a business. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you're treating the one um, that you have in Charleston. And it is scary when you first start it because it takes time. I mean, because people aren't booking, you don't put it on the market and then the, Oh, I'm booking for next week. They're booking months in advance usually, or yes. Know. And so it takes a little bit of time to see, to get that ball rolling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like anything else, like any business, like Instagram, like in life, do not get discouraged. You just have to like continue to like be patient and just looking forward to a better outcome. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. God, (laughs) Steven's over here coughing. Yeah, he's like dying there. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up. Unless you have anything else you'd like to tell us, we're going to kick you out of here. All right. No, guys, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, It was Carla. so fun, as it's always. so fun to watch you. And on a personal level, it's been so fun to watch you grow um, and see you take it yes. to the next level. You're very inspiring to us. You are. Oh, and we you will- guys are very inspiring to me. And you guys are like, the best friends. Like, honestly, like, I can always... Like count on you and Rich and I, we feel very blessed to have you. Well, we love you. we love both of you. And You're if you great. Don't follow Carla on Instagram. Check her out, Carla.bushy on Instagram. And I will put her um Instagram handle and uh everything down in the show notes as yeah. well. So you she's can super do- smart, creative, and she's as beautiful on the inside as she is on the out. Oh, stop. Don't let that go to your head. <laughs> Thank <Carla>. you, guys. <laughs> Thank I'll you. Be, I'm going to be mean again tomorrow, so don't let it go to your head. <laughs> Thanks for joining. I'll take it today. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Now get out. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. She is so funny, though. And so creative. Like, I love to give her grief. You give her so much. I do. I grief. love it because she is so fun with it. Because And she gets, she dishes it. Right yeah. back, y'all are. She gets very feisty. Oh, too. she is, but she is such a she is such a worker. It, like, yeah, I mean, I truly think you and I are very hardworking people. Yeah, and Daniel and Dylan, but 
it's rare that I look at somebody else and you're like, and they're like, doing it. They're hustling. They're, yeah. She's and a, you know the work that we from doing what we do know the work that they're doing to do what they do. And yeah, and especially when you see. have a brick and mortar business and yeah. you're doing all this up. I know. And what we don't we what we really don't know personally is she's juggling a gaggle of children. Right, right. That and is, I mean, it's a lot and is, animals and bees and the all, whole thing. Yeah, it's she does a good. They make it look easy too. They do. Well, I think that wraps up this week's episode of Who's Driving. Remember to check out the show notes below for everything that we mentioned. You can see Carla's handle down there. And just your friendly reminder, one, share us with your friends uh, so that they can enjoy our personalities as well mm-hmm. every week right here yeah. <laughs> at Who's Driving. And also leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. We highly appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. And we'll see you next Thank week. Thank you, guys. Bye.